Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. So we have a really sweet treat on today's episode of the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. Today we're talking to my dear friend and mentor, Susan Patton. She goes to my church. She's been a mom for 25 years, has served faithfully in the children's ministry for that long or longer, and has been my mentor for about two years now. And I'm just so thankful to have you here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So today's episode is called Loving Your Little Neighbors. I thought Susan would be perfect for this because she has such a tender heart towards children, and she's raised two children who love the Lord. Susan, I'd love to start out by asking you my first question. The Lord commands us to love our neighbors, and our closest neighbors are in our own homes. There's a common misunderstanding that love is solely a feeling, but love is an action word, which we see firstly from Scripture. Can we talk about that for a bit? Sure. One thing I was thinking of was um, in John, the writer says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whomsoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The Father not, Jesus not only said that, but he actually came. He demonstrated his love by actually coming. And then the psalmist talks about taste and see that the Lord is good to those who call upon his name. So I think if we're loving our kids, that that will actually be demonstrated and shown by how we live with our kids day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's helpful. And I also think of the fact that our kids are image bearers of God. And we should treat them as such with value and with care because God treats them with value and of care. So our lack of care towards our children could potentially give them a poor understanding of God's love for them. Mm, yeah. There's a saying that goes, who do you love and how do they know? Meaning that those we love should know that we love them. We probably have the tangible aspects of love down, making sure our kids have food and shelter, but what else should we be mindful of in regards to demonstrating our love towards our children? Um, I think that it can start as soon as you wake up in the morning. What's my attitude? Am I cheerful about starting a new day? Am I cheerful about greeting my children in the morning? Um... Am I organized? Am I ready to start the day? Um, what's my attitude? Because that's going to impact our kids. Mm. Yeah, I think as we do life with our kids, we can do it with wisdom and a cheerful heart and love our kids. If we're not rested, if we're not spending time in the Word, if we're angry or frustrated, we're going to take that out on our kids. So I think it starts with our attitude. I think it is important. You know, some people do best spending time with the Lord at the end of the day and reading Scripture. I was always a morning person and wanted to get up early before anybody in the house got up 
and spend time in prayer and reading the word and just getting set for the day. And I think that that has made a lot of difference. So yeah, I think how we respond to our kids, how we love on them, how we treat them, it all starts with us getting ready for the day. Yeah, that's helpful. And I just want to share something that seems obvious, at least in my mind, is everything you're listing is free. Like this, the matter, uh, loving our children is not a matter of money. It's a matter of the heart. Right, right. You can have a family who has all the money, who has all the Pinterest-worthy ideas and the cool bunk beds and the the life-size dollhouses and all the organic food, but have not love. And those things mean nothing. Or you can be lacking some of those cool amenities and extras that our culture tells us are essential. But if you love your children, like you said, if you are patient and kind, if you are bearing fruit of the Holy Spirit, if you're being quick to forgive, if you're enjoying your kids and building them up instead of tearing them down, those things are free. And And your children will feel secure and be loved and your love for them will impact them in a greater way than absolutely anything you can buy them. Yeah, that's right out of 1 Corinthians 13. You know, love is patient, love is kind. Um, It is not jealous. Those are, there's not a price tag on those things. Yeah, so it's encouraging me because as someone who does have an Instagram page or a a Pinterest and you want the nice, cute things for your kids, this is such an encouraging reminder that those things are not most important. And it would be better for us and our children to spend less time thinking about those things, trying to get those things, coveting those things, and to really focus on, are they feeling loved? Am I loving them well? We can love and raise our children well, and you don't have to have resources, financial resources to do that. Mm -hmm. And they'll never know they're lacking. I can think of my grandmother who was as poor as can be, and that's not really what she talks about when she tells stories from her childhood. She talks about all the fun that they had and how much they were loved by their parents, even though they were super poor. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think that really matters. So what tendencies and attitudes or behaviors do you see in moms, or maybe even struggled with yourself, that you'd encourage us to be mindful of or to fight against in our roles towards our own children? Uh, I I think it's easy at times to feel like our kids are an inconvenience or this takes a lot of work. Um, I can't pursue other things. You know, children are a gift from the Lord and it does take work and being intentional, but it's so worth it. Mm. Uh, Raising kids takes time and, you know, not a day or two, but years and it does take time it does take patience it does take being intentional you know it truly you can see it as your um, calling your vocation Um, yeah it, it really takes time energy and it definitely is a vocation I think that that's helpful to hear because I think a lot of moms get into this place, like you said, you either have hobbies you want to do or you're frustrated because you can't spend how much time you want on other things or maybe you want a side hustle. So I think it's important for your, and helpful that you're saying this is a calling and and it's your job. Like this right. is your vocation. This right. is what the Lord calls us to do as moms. So we can feel free to say no to other things 
that are grabbing our attention or even other things we might want to do because our children do take time and that's okay. Right. And I do think, yes, the Lord calls us to love our neighbors and yes, the Lord calls us to serve our church. So we should fold those into our lives in a way that works for our family and serves those and obeys God in those things. But we shouldn't be doing other things to the neglect of our children. And I think because our culture devalues children so much, so much so that they would encourage you to send your kids to a daycare for someone else to watch them so that you can do what you really want to do, so that you can do the better thing, whatever that is. We don't see that as devaluing children. We see that as women's rights and women should be able to work. But they're really saying that that other thing you want to do is better than being home watching your children. But if we can wrap our minds and hearts around the fact that God cares so much about the home and those who dwell in it, that he calls independent and strong and talented and capable women to be here taking care of our kids, then we can freely say no to those things that the culture says are better because we can understand that actually, according to the Lord, for moms, there is nothing better than raising our children. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Our oldest is 25. Our youngest is 23. And it's been a blessing to be home and raise our kids. And yeah, I praise God because if I had to choose to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. Mm. Yeah. That is such a blessing. So you talk about how children are not an interruption or a disruption. Like, what do we need to be mindful of as moms? So let's say we're listening to this podcast, We so we probably do understand that we're called a missional motherhood and we do love our kids. So what should we be mindful of in the day-to-day? And just going back to the whole issue of time, um, when you raise kids, I tended to think about it that we're doing life together and someday somebody's going to have a poor attitude or is upset about something and I think having a lifestyle that's somewhat pared down gives you the opportunity to come alongside that child what's going on let's spend some time together Um, let's have pillow talk and just the two of us and talk about what's going on let's work through an issue that you're having with somebody in school or at church, let's stop and figure out what's wrong and let's take time and work through it together. I think if you're going to be there for your kids, not just physically, but be there present in your mind and be there for them, that does take time and a pared-down lifestyle and a willingness to put some things on hold in life that you want to pursue at a later season. But it just takes time and a willingness to say no to things so that you can be there for your kids and walk through life with them together. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's helpful, like you're saying, a pared-down life. Because even as stay-at-home moms, we may not have a paid occupation, but we can still fill our schedules with a ton of other sure, things. Sure, sure. With sports every season and tons of play dates and things that aren't inherently sinful, but right. still keep you busy enough that you're not really spending any quality time raising your children. Right, right. I think I would also use the word unhurried. Um, you know, there are going to be some seasons that are going to be more busy than others. If you have multiple kids who are in different sports and other events, but, um, 
there's something about just an unhurried lifestyle um, that's good. Yeah. And I think it's helpful. And I think it helps children feel loved and secured. Right. So if I haven't given us enough time for you to take 10 minutes to put your shoes on, and now I'm freaking out because you're taking 10 minutes to put your shoes on. Yeah. If it's a matter of obedience, of course, you address that. But we also need to recognize that children are not on our timetable. They just take longer to do everything that needs to be done. So living an unhurried lifestyle allows them to feel comforted and secure and encouraged in the freedom that you've set in the schedule so that you can sit with them while they take 10 minutes. I've definitely gone through my seasons where I have felt like I'm just a drill sergeant. And I can remember being a young mom and just expecting the kids when they were toddlers um, just to go quickly leaving the house as I would as an adult. And I finally realized, you know, I need to plan you know, 20 minutes before we go out the door, if you have to get snowsuits on, if kids have to go to the bathroom. And I think it's just being realistic and not just expecting and barking orders at your kids and just expecting them um, to act like adults when you're talking about toddlers. It's just going to take time. So just simply giving planning in the day that... How much time is it going to take to get everybody ready to go and just planning fewer things and anticipating that things are just going to take longer when you've got little ones? Mm, Yeah. And it seems like that's a bit of a tangent from the topic, but it's really not because we want to create an environment of love where our kids know that they're loved by us. And having an attitude where we're always demanding things and like you said, being a drill sergeant and everything needs to be done right now because we're late, we're, you're not creating an ambiance, an environment where children feel loved. So I do think that's something we can be watching, whether it's watching our schedule and how busy we are or watching our attitude when we are running late or when things are not going our way. Um, And sure, everybody's going to have a day where something comes up, there's a mishap, somebody is sick. But if you're chronically feeling, I'm barking orders, you know, I'm getting frustrated, If this is chronic, then you need to stop and figure out, okay, why am I so upset? Why am I, why is this, why am I doing this day in and day out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put, I remember in my high school yearbook, I don't know why I picked this quote, but my quote in my high school yearbook was, they won't know what you said and they won't know what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And again, I have no idea why I put that in there, but I do think the saying has some merit. My kids might remember a few phrases or they might have some funny memories, but they will always remember how we made them feel. And as adults, our goal is that they're going to want to come back home as adults and bring their girlfriend or boyfriend and bring their children. And that that desire is created now in the home. Are we providing a loving environment for our children? Right, right. And if you're struggling with this, you know, go to the Lord. And, you know, there's times when we need to get the kids together and just say, would you forgive me? I've been really upset and I haven't been in a good mood. And I just want to ask your forgiveness for the attitude I've had and then 
pray, seek the Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah. My friend um, Ray has recently taught my daughter this song about the fruit of the spirit. It's a silly mm. song that says, if you want to be a banana, something, something, but you yeah. can't be a fruit of the spirit because the fruit are, and then it names the fruit of the spirit. So now my daughter, four-year-old, goes around telling everyone about the fruit of the spirit. And the other day, me and my two-year-old got into a squabble, and my daughter looked at me and said, Mom, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'm like, wow, the Holy Spirits in my home are being raised and equipped by God's word to convict me of my sin. But I think aside from that silly illustration, that's something we can be praying about too and self-evaluating. Either memorizing those or putting the fruit of the spirit on your bathroom mirror or training yourself throughout the day to ask yourself, am I being gentle? Am I being kind? Am I being self-controlled? Because... As um, Dr. York said in in the recent episode on marriage, who wouldn't want to be around someone who's bearing fruit of the Holy Spirit all the time? Like, that is an enjoyable person to be around. Right. right. And you know what? If you're going through a season of struggling, seek the Lord. If you're thinking, oh, I don't have a very loving spirit or a gentle spirit with my kids, go to the Lord. He can provide us with the grace He loves us. He wants to do that. He wants to help us. His grace is there. So if you're frustrated, if there are things that are lacking, go to the Lord. Run to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Seek the Lord because his grace is there, his grace and his mercy, to help us. Mm -hmm. Um, None of us come into motherhood with it all figured out, or with grace for the next 20 years. That's why I think it's so important, just going to the Lord first thing in the morning and seeking him for your needs for the day, for wisdom, for grace. And He'll he wants to help you. Mm. So I just think it needs to be a priority. If you're a mom with little ones at home, Really make it a priority to spend time in the Word and go to the Lord because He does want to help you and He can. Yeah. What do you do? Do you have, this is a question off the cuff, but we've talked about it before. What can you say you talked about, like, if you're struggling this season to go to the Lord in prayer? Well, what if the struggle is the child? What if this child we're called to love or the children we're called to love are just really not being very lovable people? Yeah, you know, we can love other people even without feeling a sense of love. And so we, and I've done it, we can go to the Lord and just say, I know that I'm called to my love my child and I want to love my child. And you, Lord, love us when we are at our worst. So if you're able to do that, I know that you can give me the grace to do it. Lord, show me what it would look like to love this child today who I'm really struggling with. I don't love this child today. But Lord, show me what it would look like to love this child. And maybe loving that child would be to remain firm if that child um, needs to be disciplined, to do it in love, to be kind, but to be consistent. You know, maybe it means... Um, making a batch of cookies. 
I just think it's important, Lord, show me how to love this child right now. And I think even if the day has been disastrous, at the end of the day, tucking your child in at night, giving them a kiss, saying, I love you, honey. And I just know from experience that we can ask the Lord to show us what would it look like to love this child in this situation. And the Lord will show us. And love doesn't have anything to do with a feeling. Love is a commitment and a willingness, regardless of how I feel, to do what I know that that child needs. Does that child need a hug? Does that child need time with me on the couch, you know, in my arms? But we can choose to love our children well, even if that feeling's not there. Mm, That's encouraging. And we're called to do that with all sorts of relationships that we're in, whether it's friends or relatives or people at church, neighbors. Right. Um, But I do know even having a sweet little love at home who's a pretty stubborn kiddo that some days I do go to bed thinking... You do not make me love being a mom. Right, right. But then we're called, like you said, to pray and ask the Lord to help. I remember asking you once, I said, how did you get through 25 years of parenting? And you said, on my knees. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And that has stuck with me so much. Are you having a hard time? Pray. Ask the Lord to help. There is no greater resource than the Lord. Right. So exactly. trying to, and I think as, as millennials or whatever you want to call us in our generation, when we get upset, uh, we want to check out. So we get on our phones, we put on a show for the kids. We, right. we try to run when we can't physically leave them cause they need to be safe. But in our minds, we just tend to run Right. right. and social media can't provide what we need. Only, yeah, only that social media that. is not going to address the issue. Right. Uh, yeah. And exactly. the, the Lord can. Even the other night, I was tempted to be on my phone and I said to myself, which I'm thankful because I don't always do this, is would the next 10 minutes be better spent on my phone or in prayer? Yeah. And I don't even typically ask myself that, but because I chose to pray, the Lord was able to help me in that right, chant. Right, and so I right. think our encouragement to moms is always choose to be with the Lord. Always right. choose to pray, even if you only have a couple of minutes. Right. You're going to find more help in those two minutes you just spent with the Lord while you peed than scrolling through your phone. Yeah, the Lord is a present help in time of trouble. And um, go go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember feeling that there wasn't anything more I could do with a child. And I just had to leave the child in the Lord's hands. I felt like it was an issue of the heart and... I was doing everything I could do, and Mm. I just remember praying, Lord, you and you alone can get through to my child's heart. Mm. And one thing I just wanted to share, too, was, you know, with our kids, um, we can have different personalities. There can be things that rub us the wrong way about our kids. And I just think it's really important when it comes to the area of discipline. Is there an issue here that truly needs to be addressed? Or is this child getting on my nerves because we're so different? And, um, you know, I just want to encourage you, if you feel like something needs to be addressed, to really know 
what needs to be addressed and why, and just making sure that it's um, not a frustration with a child because of your personality, their personality. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's helpful. Thank you. Before we close, I'd love to know, do you have any other words of encouragement for moms seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind? Yeah, you know what? The harvest is always far ahead in the future. So don't stop. If you're discouraged, go to the Lord, go to a friend, ask for prayer. Um, you know, raising kids is a lifetime commitment, and it really, it takes time. Continue to walk by faith. Feed on the word and friendships to continue and don't drop out of the race, but press on because there really is a harvest. There truly is. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for yeah. your time. Yeah. Thank you. I hope that today's episode was a blessing to you. Did you know that I've also written a handful of children's books? You can check those out at MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for another episode on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.